listeners, and welcome back to Cell and Gene, the podcast. I'm Erin Harris, Chief Editor of Cell and Gene, and your host for the podcast. Today, my guest is Dr. Karen Kozarski. She is the co-founder and chief scientific officer at Swan Bio. Karen and I have quite the talking point lineup ahead, so we're just going to get right into it. But first, Karen, thank you for your time and for being my guest today. It's a pleasure to have you. Oh, you're very welcome. It's a pleasure to talk with you. Good, good. So let's start with Swan Bio and the company itself. Talk to us about the background and what Swan Bio is and what you do. Yeah, sure. So Swan Bio is a gene therapy company, and we're focused on underserved neurological disorders. So in particular, we're focused on spinal cord related disorders. And that's a focus that we think really helps us in development um, to really focus on delivery and um, and really problem solving and learning um, from what we're doing to apply to other indications. So by being in the spinal cord related disorders, they're primarily movement disorders. And um, in terms competitively, it's a relatively uncrowded space, but there's high unmedical need, unmet medical need. So patients, um, most of these are monogenic disorders, they're inherited disorders, and um, there's really no treatments for these diseases beyond symptom control. Um, so we're really passionate about this because of how we started around one particular indication. Uh, so our lead indication is that is adrenomyeloneuropathy or AMN. Um, and we really built around that to try and develop a company that is really dedicated to delivering treatments to patients um, in, in the best way possible. Good, good. Okay. And we're going to get to AMN. AMN, excuse me, uh, in just a little bit here. But before we do, uh, I want to talk a little bit about Swan Bio's team and particularly the strong emphasis on and strong representation of female leadership uh, at Swan Bio. Um, talk us through who they are and the why behind um, the strong female leadership and how it's helped shape and drive where you guys are today. Yeah, so it's one of the things we're very proud of. Um, our founding team initially was myself, Rachel Salzman, and Florian Eichler. So two out of three of us are women, in case people can't tell from the first names. Um, and it was really, it was formed out of just existing relationships we had in the field across gene therapy and across neurologic disorders. Um, so in terms of, um, so when Rachel and I started the company, we were very interested in um, really having diversity in within the company. And I know we're, you know, this conversation initially is focused on gender diversity, but what's been great about it is that as we've built the company and now we're more than 50 people, 50% of our leadership is female. We have women on the board of directors also so that we, this permeates throughout the company um, because very often what we've seen are companies where there may be good female representation at lower levels, but not at the leadership levels. Mm -hmm. So, um, and as I said, we like this diversity of approaches because we feel the best way to get at anything is to have different perspectives on it. And when we bring it together and we agree upon something that's very powerful. And so, you know, we're looking at beyond gender diversity also as a company, of course, but um, we're proud to be both role models and to be an effective team. That's wonderful. I love it. That's awesome. I want to get back to AMN. So what is it? And 
why is the treatment so needed, particularly right now? Yeah, so um, AMN itself is an inherited disorder, as I mentioned. It is the most common phenotype of a disease more commonly known as X-linked adrenoleukodystrophy or ALD. And it is caused by mutations in a gene called ABCD1. And it, because it is an X-linked disorder, um, as children, only boys are affected by this. About a third of the boys um, in childhood, or slightly less, uh, who are born with this mutation will develop a disease called childhood cerebral ALD. And that is a fatal demyelinating disease of the brain. Um, it can be treated if caught early enough. But um, but it, it's a huge, um, obviously, it's a very um, distinct disease. Um, when, however, boys who have been either treated or who have never developed this disorder, all of them as adults go on to develop AMN. And AMN is a neurological, uh, it affects the, the, primarily the uh, lower half of the body, and it leads to muscle weakness and loss of mobility. So it affects primarily these lower limbs. That loss of mobility is also often accompanied by incontinence and by pain. So both of which are quite significant um, issues for patients in addition to that loss of mobility. Like if you think about it for a moment, once I started talking to patients and understanding what happens with incontinence, I realized how much even that can change their lives along with the other effects on gait. Um, so it's actually for, for a rare disorder, it is also fairly common. And um, so it, so it's, um, there are a lot of patients out there who are really waiting for treatment for, for this disease. Interestingly, um, women who were thought to be carriers because they have one normal X chromosome and one that's mutated, has a mutated form of the gene. Um, women are also affected by AMN. Mm but they develop it later in life and their symptom progression tends to be uh, slower than men, although there are exceptions uh, to that rule as with all cases. Um, so they're also a patient population we're very interested in. In men, AMN symptoms tend to come on in their 20s. That often leads to um, a wheelchair use within about 10 years of the onset of symptoms, although again, it's somewhat variable, but it affects gait and balance and um, ultimately the ability to walk. Let's talk a little bit about Signet Natural History Study with your first patient enrollment, but let's move back a little bit. What is Signet, and that is C-Y-G-N-E-T for listeners, uh, and what it means for gene therapy? Uh, let's talk a little bit about the design and the purpose of the study itself. Yeah, I'm happy to talk about that. Um, so the study name is an interesting one. So one of the things we like to do at Swan Bio is to ask folks for help in naming things. And um, and so where this name came from was a suggestion by from one of our employees. So signet is the term for a young swan. So typically in the newborn to one year one year of age. So this is our so because this study is our first big study or our baby. Um, we all agreed to name it signet to. Refer reflect the swan name. That's so interesting. Yeah. And it's a recurring theme throughout our, throughout our company of trying to develop on the, on the name theme. Um, and so we thought it was really a, a meaningful and touching name. And I know that it won't be that obvious to people who don't understand, who haven't heard this story, but it means a lot to us. Um, and the goal is really of a natural history study is really to prepare you for the interventional study. So our gene therapy itself approach is 
um, what it's looking to do is to replace um, the gene of interest in patients. So provide them with a normal working copy of the gene. So what do we have to do then downstream to show that it works? Well, one of the things that, that is incredibly helpful in these um, inherited disorders is to actually study the natural history of the disease course in patients. So we can use that both as controls um, with, our, with our study, but also in particular to really study the endpoints and the biomarkers we're going to use in those clinical trials, in the interventional trials. So it also helps accelerate our startup and recruitment of our upcoming interventional trial because we do expect to be able to recruit patients from the natural history study. So what are we looking at? Well, this is a movement disorder. So we clearly, some of our endpoints have to do with movement and with balance. We're also going to be looking at their overall activity, their gait, um, also measures of fatigue and sleep, which, which are associated with this. And one of the things we're piloting here that we're very excited about is that among other ways of measuring these, we're also adding the use of wearables. So these are devices that a patient can wear, can, um, can use them in their own homes. They don't have to come into the clinic for visits necessarily. So we can collect a lot of data over time on how they're moving, what their balance is like, and um, you know, even measure um, even monitor sleep. And so by being able to look at all these measurements early on and quantify them and see which ones are the most meaningful, what changes most in the natural course of a patient's disease, we can figure out which ones are the best ones for us to use in our clinical trial to show we hope that we can um, slow down or halt the course of the disease. That's wonderful. That's wonderful. And Next, I want to talk about the patient, how SwanBio is unique in its patient-centric uh, approach. And I suspect that while I know wearables are not unique to, you know, cell and gene therapy going forward, but I suspect that that is one of the things that makes SwanBio as patient-centric as it is. And so talk to us about what you're doing differently or just what you're doing in general to bring a really patient-centric approach to all that, your therapies? So from the start, one of my co-founders, her family is affected by this disease. And so that is one of the reasons why this was brought to my attention, to be honest with you, um, as well as, um, you know, it was a real passion for her to try and um, move forward therapies for every form of this disease. So because her family was affected um, by, by this disease and continues to be affected by it, because as you see it, as I've told you before, it affects adults in addition to children. Um, it really has helped inform our own story. So hearing her story, her family's story, made a difference from the start. In addition, Florian Eichler, who's a neurologist at Mass General, is our other co-founder. He's been working with these patients for decades now. And so he knows patients individually well and is highly motivated. And so with that start, what we needed to do was to make sure that we continue that patient-centric approach and that real um, ability to connect with patients. So among other things, we do have other uh, people at SwanBio who have family members that are affected by other inherited disorders. So it's meaningful for them to work on these types of disorders. But we also make sure we interact with patients regularly. And that's through both um, this great community called ALD Connect, 
but also by periodically asking patients to come in and talk to us. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I'm so impressed by this patient community, how motivated they are and how willing they are to share with us you know, what affects them, what are the things that matter the most to them in the course of the disease. And um, it's very motivating for all of us to be constantly reminded of why we're working on this. You know, from my perspective, I, you know, I love the science. I think it's really cool. But the the icing on the cake is not just that I get to work with it. It's it's you know, for us, it's all about being able to see these delivered to patients. Mm -hmm. And um, we hope really seeing an effect on their disease course. Certainly, certainly. I want to talk a little bit about, um, you know, at the top of the call, we talked about the strong female leadership that Swan Bio has. Um, How does the company and your team go about recruiting the top talent so that you can go on to then meet the unmet need for the treatment of these neurological disorders? What's the process? What goes into it? Talk to us about that. Yeah, there's a variety of approaches we take. Um, you know, we we all have different connections in the field and, you know, based on our own experiences. And so we, we love to be able to make contact with people who we know. But how do we pull them in and how do we pull in the people we don't know yet that we try and recruit? So a lot of it has to do with our culture and developing a culture at Swan Bio was important to us from day one. It was actually the very first thing we talked about the first day when we talked about, well, if we form a company around this indication, what are we going to be and what are we going to do? And what's incredible to me is that everybody who's worked with us has really embraced this from the start. And so developing a culture is very important for companies to do from the beginning and not to wait till we're a certain size. Um, And so part of what we do is we have, you know, various principles that we've really refined it to. So, um, and, and, There are things that mean a lot to us, genuinely, and it's been interesting to see how much people get affected by it. So, for example, one of our um, principles is individual humility and collective pride. And that came out of a session we did with the company. And just stopping for a moment and thinking about the implications of that um, is, is really helpful. And I've had people repeat that back to me and saying how much that really struck them. So in addition to that, We've also um, embraced our name. So Swan, um, you know, as I mentioned before, it can have a lot of meanings. So among other things, we developed um, company-wide that are typically seminars. And, um, and so we named them Swan Dives. And we have an activities committee and it's called the Flocktivities Committee. And so a kind of having the variations of the name of Swan or things associated with it permeate throughout the company just help remind us of what we're doing and who we are. And um, one of the things that happened this year or that we're really proud of is that we won the Life Sciences of Pennsylvania Emerging Companies Award. Yes. And we think that was largely due to the culture and sure. um, how much that um, you know, really helps us to attract and retain people because it's something we need to live by and not just have words on the slide. That's right. That's right. Company culture is everything. And congratulations on your award from the LSPA. That's wonderful. Uh, And, you know, that's all great stuff. So, and and I love Swan Dive. And uh, could you repeat for us the, um, the mantra? Is it individual? Could you repeat that again? Yes, individual humility and collective, collective pride. pride. That's right. Right. That's, so we take pride wonderful. in what we've done, but it's not about me. It's about us. 
Yeah. That's right. Wonderful. I love that. Well, what's next for Swan Bio? What's what's on the roadmap? So what we're heading towards uh, rather rapidly is um, moving towards our interventional clinical trial and our lead indication AMN. Mm-hmm. So we'll be moving into a clinical stage company next year, which we're you know obviously very, very excited about. Um, in addition to that, what we're working on is we also have other indications in our pipeline. They're also in that same family of movement disorders. And um, what we'll be doing there is really working to getting them um, again towards the clinical stage. So um, what we've done is we've really built a pipeline that's logical where we can apply the learnings we're developing from AMN and apply them very directly to, to other diseases that are that are related to it. So um, we have a very focused and uh, I believe rational pipeline that we're really trying to de-risk as we move along through each indication. Wonderful. Well, as that roadmap, uh, you know, as we go down, we'd love to have you back to uh, you know, talk more about exactly what's going on, especially with AMN. Um, at the end of every episode uh, for recurring cell and gene, the podcast listeners, I ask uh, typically what I ask uh, at the end of every podcast to see who my guests are outside of the office or the lab is to describe your ideal Saturday. But uh, Karen and I are both from the greater Philadelphia area. Swan Bio is uh you're in Bella Kinwood, right? Yes. And Philadelphia and Philadelphia. So we're going to put a little bit of a Philadelphia spin on our last question here, uh, which is what is your favorite Philadelphia sports team to watch live Phillies, Flyers, Sixers, or Eagles. And by the way, it can be all of them, but, (laughs) and I feel like if you're a Philadelphia fan, you, I feel like we better say all of them, but uh, (laughs) what's your, uh, what's your favorite Philly team to watch live? Yeah, so so I do have to say it's the Sixers, and that's really because um, I grew up in the Philadelphia area, but um, my parents and my aunt and uncle all grew up in New York. So whenever there was a Sixers-Knicks game, either in Philly or New York, we would try and go, like our parents would take the yeah. whole, my cousins and my brothers and I to go see them. So it was always a lot of fun. So it's just, it's a game I find very exciting live. Um, there's so much action. So, um, so that's why I would go with the Sixers among this, but I just have to give a shout out though to Gritty, to the mascot of the Flyers. He is the best. Who knew that oh, no. a mascot would create national attention? It was floored by that. And so he, that's been a lot of fun. Oh, he is, he is of all sports of all time. Gritty is the best mascot <laughs> ever. And um, I agree with you about the Sixers. I probably would have said Phillies uh, just because I love being outside and, you know, love a good baseball game. Yeah. But uh I have to get back to us to see the Sixers. I haven't been to a Sixers game since the Charles Barkley days. So I need to get back. It's been a minute, but, uh, but you're absolutely right. They, it's such a fun and exciting, uh, you know, game to watch. And they are, it's fun to watch and it's fun. One of the fun things mentioning Charles Barkley is we always joke about sightings of him. So, you know, we've seen him in various stores and he's actually been incredibly friendly and nice to people who shout out to him. Yeah. Yeah. The round mound of rebound. He's the best. Yeah. Uh, All right. Well, listeners, that about wraps us up. Uh, Thanks again so much, Karen, for your time today. It was a pleasure having you and we hope you'll come back and talk to us again. Thank you so much. It was great to talk with you. For sure. So again, this uh, for me, Aaron Harris and uh, Swan Bios, Karen Kozarski, and we will see you next time.
Talk soon.